Biden's liberal White House is doing nothing to stop inflation. Do you guys have more than $50,000 saved for retirement that you can't afford to lose? Because if you have $50,000 or more saved for retirement, now is the time to protect your savings while you can. Visit NickLovesGold.com to get your free IRS loophole kit and see how you could protect your retirement savings from Biden's actions. Visit NickLovesGold.com. That's NickLovesGold.com. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Nick Cedar here. And guys, the prophecy foretold by Nick Cedar and Jennifer Asper way back in May 2022 is now coming to fruition. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, those of you that have followed me for a long time, one of my first Substack articles was titled Paper Shortage, A New Scheme to Subvert the 2022 Midterms. And this was written based on a tip that I got from Jennifer Asper. Jennifer sends me a lot of stuff behind the scenes and helps me out a lot. And she texted me way back in May and said, mark my words, a paper shortage is going to be the deep state's way to cause chaos in the midterms and subvert the election. And so I started doing some digging. And what I discovered was back in March, there was a roundtable convened uh, and there was actually uh, a hearing before the U.S. Senate. And it included a bunch of deep state actors, including Megan Wolf and Claire Woodall Vogue and Jeff Ellington, the CEO of Runbeck. And they all got together and told the federal government that, hey, there's a looming paper shortage because of the pandemic and supply chain issues. And these paper companies that print our ballots or the paper that we use to print our ballots, there's a downturn in the production. You know, when we had the pandemic, everything went digital. And so the, the demand for paper is at an all-time low. And so all these paper mills have been shutting down. And this is going to cause a lot of chaos in the 2022 midterms. And we need to get ahead of this. So they convened this hearing. And all the deep state actors were, were basically instructed to get ahead of this thing. Purchase uh, enough paper, um, you know, and make sure you're prepared for the election coming up. But don't overdo it. Don't overdo it, you know, because that could cause a shortage for somebody else. When supply is low, you don't want to hoard and cause um, a paper shortage for another precinct or another state. So they were told, you know, to get ahead of this thing and they bought just enough paper, right, to get us through. However, what we saw in the primaries was a bunch of mishaps, a bunch of you know, random things that that just just happened to occur, such as, oh, you know, Lancaster, Pennsylvania had a whole bunch of ballots that just wouldn't go through the machines. The machines were rejecting them, and it turned out because of it was because of blurry barcodes on the ballots or or blurry timing marks, and the machines wouldn't take them. So what do we have to do? Well, what we have to do is take um, all these ballots that are being rejected and transfer the votes onto new ballots. And then run those through the machines. So, uh, you know, then we had in, 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 in Arizona a situation where they sent out, like, what was it, 30,000 ballots without the municipal elections on the ballots. And then they had to send 30,000 more ballots to correct that mistake in order to, you know, have the federal and municipal elections so that people could vote in, in all the elections, right? And we've seen so many different instances where we've had to uh, deplete the supply of ballots more so than we would if we had a smooth election. And all of this, I believe, is intentional. I believe that what they're doing is they're going to say, well, we tried to prepare for this paper shortage. However, we had a bunch of things 
that we couldn't have predicted happen, which caused us to have to print, reprint ballots and transfer people's votes to new ballots and all this stuff. So now we have a shortage. And now when we get to the 2022 midterms, uh, election day, I think what they're going to do is you're going to have a massive flood of people voting on election day and they're going to say, whoa, well, we, we didn't see this coming. Oh my goodness. We, we totally didn't prepare. We were going off of the early vote totals and we thought we had it all figured out the election turnout for this election. But then all of a sudden on election day, all of these Republicans just flooded the polls and we were completely overwhelmed and caught by surprise by the turnout. And so we ran out of ballots. And so what they're going to do, like we saw in Penal County, Arizona, in the primaries is say, well, we ran out of ballots. And so you're going to have to wait here for hours while we print more or send you to another precinct or say you can vote on this express vote machine. But it's going to take forever because we only have one of those and the line is out the door. And a lot of people are going to say, I didn't prepare to stand here for four hours and just go home. And that's called voter suppression. Now, I'm not basing this off nothing. ABC News just published an article like five, six hours ago titled ballot paper shortage could cause problems on election day. A tight supply of paper has left little room for error. And here's what they're saying. The biggest concern is editing mistakes or last minute changes to a local ballot requiring a large scale reprint. That's when the shortage could manifest, it, manifest itself. So they're saying we've done our best to prepare for this, but if there's any problems uh, you know, before or during election day, then that's going to cause a shortage because we only bought the bare minimum. And so if there has to be ballots reprinted or there's some sort of error, like we saw all over the place in the primaries, it happened in Clackamas County, it happened in Lancaster, it happened in Arizona. It happened all across the board. A bunch of errors which caused them to have to reprint ballots. So they're saying if that happens, I mean, even just once, then that's going to cause a shortage. And what did we just what did we just see? We saw in Arizona 6,000 ballots sent out without the municipal elections on them. And so we're already seeing examples of screw-ups that could cause a shortage. Now, they're also kind of validating what I said earlier in this video. They said a definite risk is underestimating voter turnout for mail-in and in-person voting when placing a ballot order. Trying to gauge turnout is actually quite difficult, he said. For states where voters have to file a request to get an absentee ballot, election officials really don't know until within 60 days of the election how many people are going to sign up to get that ballot. The operational predictability is not as good, she continued. Election officials really have to kind of guess uh, at how many voters might vote that way, and then they have to place orders. Although rate underestimates have happened, during the 2022 Massachusetts primary, a town-wide ballot shortage in Marblehead forced election officials to photocopy ballots, which could not be run through voting machines and had to be counted by hand. Oh, so here's another thing. If they run out of ballots, then they could do this. You know, we're supposed, like in Arizona, we're supposed to have our ballots printed on vote secure paper, right? Which we know didn't happen in 2020, but that's what's supposed to happen apparently. But what they had to do in Massachusetts when they ran out of ballots is take ballots and Xerox copy them and then hand count them because the Xerox copies won't go through the machines. Now, how easy would it be to insert fake ballots when you're using eight by 11 or whatever Xerox copy paper? 
it'd be pretty damn easy. So this creates a window of opportunity for them to insert fake ballots. And pretty much any time when you have chaos, that creates an opportunity for bad actors. And that's what I think this is all about. Creating chaos or a disruption in the normal process. Because when you have a disruption or chaos, then you have to do things outside of the normal procedure, right? You have to do things outside of the normal rules and election codes in order to compensate for the, the mishap or the chaos. So what this will do is open a window of opportunity for a lot of different things to occur. And I really don't, I really don't have the entire plot or scheme mapped out. I'm just letting you guys know that they're laying the groundwork for this ahead of schedule and they've been talking about this since March. Now, <clears throat> I've, I've got a few things, a few ideas that I've speculated about what this would allow them to do. And this isn't just about the election. This is also about the aftermath. See, if you cause a bunch of chaos due to a paper shortage and you say the whole world is going digital and paper mills are shutting down all across the globe and it's becoming a thing of the past, right? Well, how does this help our case in terms of pushing for uh, hand-counted paper ballots? It doesn't. It works against us. When they have this narrative, then they can say, well, that's a crazy idea because there's a global paper shortage. And how are we going to hand count paper ballots when we can't even, you know, we don't even have enough ballots for election day. And also what this allows them to do is to justify extending early voting. Because when you're saying it's really hard to gauge turnout, it's really hard to predict how many ballots you need. So, you know, what would make it easier. Well, let's make early voting, uh, two months long because then we really don't we're not going to be caught off guard here right so this this entire this entire thing it serves multiple agendas and there's also another agenda that's served here which i'm going to make a prediction right now that after the election when we have all this chaos and we have uh clear evidence of fraud when we go to put in FOIA requests for chain of custody documentation and other audit audit records well, they have the perfect justification as to why they can't provide that. They'll say, well, we had a paper shortage and we had to prioritize ballots and envelopes and stuff like that. And we really didn't have enough paper to keep a chain of custody or we don't have enough paper to give you these audit records. And so they can deny your FOIA requests using that justification. And <clears throat> guys, these are my speculations. Obviously, I don't have a crystal ball. I can't read the future. But knowing how these people operate and knowing that they'll use any and anything to justify causing chaos and commit fraud and then deny your FOIA request after the fact, I'd say that this really fits perfectly with all their goals. And that's why I think this is a manufactured crisis. Now, what is the solution here? Well, I certainly don't think it's to encourage people to vote early because... That's exactly what they want you to do. In fact, I think that's part of why they're putting this out there because they want people to see this and say, well, I don't want to be caught in a, in a four hour line. So I'm just going to vote early to subvert any issues on election day. And so we definitely don't want to do that because clearly that's what they want you to do. And I think that we just need to be vigilant and stay the course. I think that we need to show up on election day and overwhelm them. And if there's any mishaps or attempts of voter suppression, to sue their asses after the fact. I really think that's the only solution that makes sense. Um, and don't be, don't, don't play right into their hands 
and allow them to suppress your vote and go home when they run out of ballots. Stand there, stand your ground, stand firm, and do whatever it takes to cast your vote because they cannot deny you your vote. And, you know, despite the fact that they're up to all this stuff, I really think, I really think that no matter how much fraud they attempt to commit, they are going to have a red wave bloodbath on election day. And they know it, and we know it, and even the pollsters are admitting it at this point. So yes, there is going to be a lot of fraud, but I still believe that Republicans are going to take back the House. They're going to take back the Senate. They're going to take back the governorships, uh, Carrie Lake, Ron DeSantis, Doug Mastriano. Uh, they're, they're, they're all polling way ahead of their opponents. So I think that we really need to keep an eye on these municipal races, though, because how is it that we've had twice in Arizona ballots being sent out without the municipal races on it. So I think that they know that they're going to get clobbered, but they're they're trying to subvert these local races and they think that nobody cares enough to pay attention to um you know these 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 local or state level elections. And so we need to really keep a close eye on that and after the fact that's where we need to be demanding transparency. But you know I'm just putting this out there for you guys to be informed. I think it's important to know your enemy. I don't, again, have a crystal ball on exactly what's going to happen or exactly what they're trying to do here, but it's very clear that they're laying the groundwork and setting the narrative for a paper shortage to cause chaos in the 2022 midterms. So I want you guys to be full and well aware. And, uh, you know, my goal is to just inform you guys. So... I want to thank you guys for watching this video. Please smash that like button, subscribe to this channel if you haven't already, and more than anything, please share this video to get this message out there so more people are aware of the deep state's plot to subvert the midterms. Anyways, thanks for watching, and I will see you next time.